afterwards anyway. I'm gonna suck your fucking dick. All right, and welcome to the totally inappropriate radio show here on the Skyhawk After Dark Radio Network. <laughs> You're a dork. What? 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 We we don't have a jingle going for this network, so I got to make one up as I go along. I had to turn my my headset up because I, uh, I could barely hear yeah, you, you. Even though you, you want to hear my melodious voice. No, I don't. Not really. That's why I turned <laughs> it down initially. So welcome, motherfuckers, to the radio show. If you don't know, if you, you've lived under a rock and you don't know your ad from a hole in the ground, I am the living legend herself, Kimber Motherfucking Haven. And what? What? what, what were you getting ready in the production booth to push? What? Yeah, I, I knew you were gonna fuck with me. See that? What? Everybody, I don't do that. Everybody that goes to the production booth wants to fuck around with that. I, I don't know what you're talking about. So anyway, who do I got to my right? Hi, I'm Lexis. Oh my God, that is the most chipper I have ever heard you. That was so fake. If anybody <laughs> knows who you are as a person, they know how fake that fucking... It was almost scary to hear you be chipper. I am always chipper. <laughs> I'm a fucking ray of sunshine. Jesus Christ. You're like, (laughs) hi. It's like, what? Who the fuck are you? You always wait. There is only one side. Your bed has only one side and it's the wrong side. And you wake up on it every fucking day. Have you ever thought that maybe it's because I've been sleeping next to you for 24 years? Well, you know, I'm a delight. Really? Really? Yes. <laughs> what, what, what was that fucking react? Really? Because people just don't know. They just don't they know. They don't know how what? How how good my cuddles are? How sound you sleep because of my cuddles? I got good cuddles. And winter's coming. <laughs> okay, I do enjoy your cuddles. Uh, yeah, 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 okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so anyway, welcome to the Totally Inappropriate radio show the fucking catalina wine mixer of radio that's just how we roll oh god what are you talking about oh god oh god oh god listen this show is a fucking catalina wine mixer (laughs) you're an idiot what fucking catalina wine mixer (laughs) okay so i guess today uh, since oh we we need to address why there's there's two and not three. Oh yeah, we almost forgot. <laughs> We're like ah, oh, we'll just go on like it's normal. Uh, so if you guys are tuning in and you're regular listeners, you will hear that there is one host that's absent today. She she left us. Yeah, well you you know there's going to be rumors spread online that she actually <laughs> did because I didn't even put her in the tweet. So people are going to be like, did Raven leave BGM? No, you're no, starting the rumor she's now. She's on vacation, guys. She gets a vacation from us. And trust me, you need one from Kimber. Yeah, and, and to her credit, it's a well-deserved vacation because like me, she hadn't taken an actual real vacation in like a fucking decade. Yeah. And she needed a vacation. I mean, life gets to you eventually. And literally for the last 10 years, 
we have always used our vacation for work. Yep. And it fucking sucks. We, I mean, for the first time in a decade, I went on vacation with you and didn't work. Bullshit. I mean, I did a little editing. No, that's not what I'm talking about. We worked. No, I mean, we worked on the house, but I'm, you know what I'm talking about. Usually we spend our vacation. We'll take a vacation to do a trip to do production. Which is exhausting. Yes, 18-hour days for like three, four days in a row. I mean, when we, we attend these big events like um, uh, Fetish Con or AVNs or TEAs, we're, we go there not to walk the fucking little pretty red carpet because we don't give a fuck about that. We go there because there's a huge cluster of porn talent and we're there to shoot films. So we'll take a vacation to go to these events and we'll spend three or four days, 18 hours a day filming. So our vacations consist of flying on planes all day, Shooting for 18 hours a day and then flying Needless on planes all day Needless to say, our back. vacations are never vacations. No, they're horrible. They're <laughs> fucking horrible. There's nothing we look forward to for vacations. So this, this, our staycation where we stayed and worked on the manor, that was our first vacation forever. And then Raven's taking her first actual vacation to hang out with her sister. It, our vacation, I would not consider really a vacation. We were sore. It was us. <laughs> we were sore and we were hurting. But we were doing what we wanted to do more than anything. Yeah. Work, work on our fortress of solitude. Yeah. So we're, is it North Carolina? I, where is she? Uh, no, Pacific Northwest. Pacific North, where? Washington. Washington State? Yes. Where we used to live? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's where she is now? Yeah. I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't know where her fucking family migrates to. Just like I don't, I can't keep up with the where your fucking gypsy ass family migrates to. They don't have no fucking roots. Every time I talk to you, they're somewhere different. Only one, only one family member's like that. I don't know. Raph has gone everywhere, and your mom seems to jump about. She she'll go. She'll she's like a porn hobo, but a family <laughs> hobo. So wherever her family fucking just jarts off to, they, they fight because your mom is useful to have around. Yeah, she is. So they fight for who gets her. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, hey, we're in Texas now. You want to come live with us? Hey, we're in Arizona. Want to come live with us? It's like she gets pulled by your family. They go migrate everywhere. And then they she gets pulled everywhere because your family is fighting over your mom because she's so goddamn godly domestic. So the, if they Yeah, have, I remember one time she came to visit us for two weeks. I didn't have to wash a dish. I didn't wash, have to wash clothes. I, everything was done when I got home from work. Dinner was on the table. It was, it was just like... Her wow. mom is like the housewife from the 50s. Yeah, totally. She is super domestic. You're always going to have something to eat. Your house is always going to be spotless. Your kids are always going to be taken care of. And you don't have to do shit. Because she's an old lady that has no purpose and she wants to do all that. It's, it's, and you feel guilty asking her not to do it. Because she enjoys it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, this is your hobby. I get it. This is what flows. It's kind of like us spending our vacation working on the house. This is what brings your mom joy. She, she's at that age where she wants to feel useful. And she is. And she's it, very useful. It, it's funny because you get home from work and even your kids are spotless. And you're like, who the fuck? Whose kids are these? <laughs> I mean, if if we had if we were raising kids, I'd make a push to try to get her. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, what can we throw into the pot to yeah. get her over here? Well, I uh, mean, she has lived with us before. Yeah. Uh, sh- 
just the dogs alone, if there were smaller dogs, that would be a great incentive for her because she misses having a dog. She misses having animals. Aww. Yeah. Well, well, honey just jumped into the chat room. I, I was just, I, I uploaded uh, another bunch of pictures of her. I still have to edit some and send them to her because I have a lot there unedited. But I, I uploaded more pictures that were done uh, to my OnlyFans. And the reason is, and this is weird, and I, the reason I'm sharing this about Honey is because it's something that's never happened before. I actually uploaded a second set uh, because the first set was only like 10, 12 pictures that I uploaded, but I've already sent her like 80. So I upload those, and my fans are into trans. They're, they're into trannies, okay. not cis women. However, Honey is extremely popular. In fact, I uploaded the second set of photos because of demand, because I had so many people DM me going, when are you going to put up more pictures of Honey? Mm. And she's a cis female. And it's just like she's the only cis female that has crossed that line where my trans fans that are part of my only fans to watch trannies are really into Honey. Interesting. I know, right? Yeah. It's real weird. She's the only cis girl. I mean, even when Lisa Lace did a video with us and we did a, 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 a solo with her, that didn't sell. Yeah. Because guys wanted to see a dick. Yeah. But Honey has bridged that gap where there's something about her that appeals to the guy. I, I think she has this childlike innocence about her in her photos and everything where it's kind of like a hit me baby one more time kind yeah. of fucking thing. And she looks so cute and young and guys are going gaga over her. What do you mean she looks young? She fucking is young. Yeah, she's very young. <laughs> yeah, but I actually had to put up uh, uh, you know, another 12, 14 photos on my OnlyFans because I was getting bugged, <laughs> pestered by my fans to put up pictures of a cis woman. Fans of a trans sites that are demanding more pictures of a cis woman. I had to turn away because I had to burp. So if anybody on here is a member of my OnlyFans, you'll see that I put up a bunch of other pictures of Honey. But I mean, if you're, you're that into Honey, join her OnlyFans. I mean, she I've sent her 80 photos. I've only posted like 20 of those. So I mean, if you really are into Honey, do her a favor and join her OnlyFans. That's where you're going to find all our content. But guys seem to really respond positively. Yeah. Which is unusual for a cis woman. Usually cis women do not sell when it comes... Like the lowest uh, selling porn that I sell is the stuff where Raven's fucking a cis girl. The the stuff where she's messing around with men mm -hmm. sells so much better. Mm. Guys just... Guys who want to watch tranny porn don't want to see a lot of cis girls. And Honey is like bridged that gap, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I was just shocked that she appealed to so many, but she said, thank you, mama. <laughs> Whatever. Raven's her mama. I'm more like your grandma. <laughs> You're not that much older than Raven. Come on. Well, I'm about to become what? Two years older than Raven again. Just for a few months. So I don't know what your opinion about this person is, but I have extremely strong opinions. About oh God. I think James Corden is a fat cunt bag fag in denial. He's such a little bitch, an entitled, angry, insecure little fat faggot. I can't stand him. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a fan at all, actually. I mean, he's just such a piece of shit. And, you know, 
I, I was watching this video about James Corden and how he became the most hated person in Hollywood. And that's a lot to say when you got people like Kanye West and Chevy Chase. Yeah. Now, and, and his friends, his behavior, his cunty behavior was so out of control. His friends had to have an intervention with him and he had to be sent to rehab, not for any drug or alcohol problems, for attitude adjustment because he couldn't handle fame. Wow. Yeah, that's a true story, people. He actually had to go to rehab to learn how to deal with being famous because he had become such a fucking piece of shit that nobody in his life could stand to be around the motherfucker. He became so overwhelmingly a piece of shit that they had to have an intervention and say, hey, you need to do something about your fucking attitude because you're a piece of human garbage. Well, I did not know that about him, but I'm not, I was never a fan. And, and here's kind of what led me onto this subject. And it's something that you don't know anything about. <laughs> and it's something I wanted to explain to our listeners and you, uh, because, I mean, you have exposure to it. You know more about it than most people. And that is fame. And why does anybody want it? Um, I don't. Yeah, I know you avoid it like the plague. And uh, in retrospect, that's probably was a very wise choice. Um, A lot of people are chasing being famous. They want to be known for something. They want to have all these accolades. And they don't understand that fame sucks. And fame is not a good thing. It's never a good thing. It when you first become famous, and I, I know from experience on that, it's a rush and the fact that people know who you are and they run up to you and they want your autograph and your photo, that's a fucking amazing. And it's a high. And it lasts for a good two years or so. And then it starts getting to you. You start realizing that you literally have zero personal privacy. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing worse than feeling like you have no freedom because you can't go to the movies. You can't go out to dinner. You can't walk through Walmart with your family. You can't go, go to the shopping. Airport. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can't walk through the airport and mm-hmm. catch your fucking flight uh, without getting stopped and people wanting photos or, or sh- other shit. And there, there comes a time where you realize that the novelty of people knowing who you are does not overcomp does not compensate for how much removal and how invasive it is because you literally cannot live a normal life and here's the thing your kind of fame is the worst kind of fame yeah it is because people think they have the right to come up and grope you and they do yeah (laughs) all the time (laughs) and i wouldn't know because i i have a temper on me and i would punch somebody in the face fame Uh, For all you people that think you want to be famous, fame sucks. All fame means is you will never have any privacy and you will acquire stalkers that want to hurt you and harm you. And, And it's just fame is not great. And me and Raven have had not good, positive experiences with it. I mean, Raven is constantly afraid of stalkers. She's had people show up at her fucking front door. Well, we have too. That's true. We have. And they fucking track you down. They become obsessed with you. And they, they've been watching you in their basement for the past two years. And they have all these sexual fantasies about being with you. And in their mind, they've made it real. Yeah. And they show up to be with you. 
And for all of the people out there listening and going, that fucking crazy shit doesn't happen. It happens all the fucking time. Look at the MAGA world. There are crazy people everywhere. Look at the school shootings that happen almost every fucking day. There are crazy people everywhere. And crazy people become obsessed. And they will obsess over you, watch your films, and then one day show up on your doorstep thinking that you are meant to be together like a John Lennon situation. Mm-hmm. It happens all the fucking time. It's terrifying. And you don't know these people, but in their minds, they believe they were meant for you. That yeah. They have a connection with you and you've never fucking seen them before in your fucking life. And fame is just, it. it's like, like you were saying about the airport. When we just want to go catch our flight and we're rushed for time or we want to go get something to eat, we don't want to be stopped and pestered by fans. Now, every time a fan approaches me, I am always courteous. I am always respectful. I'm always good to my fans. And I hide the fact that it's annoying me. Yeah. Because, you know... I'm a public figure. I chose this life. It is my job to interact with my fan. That's part of my job. Yeah, I don't hide it. I've taken on the role of, I'll be the bitch, so you don't have to be. And I'm okay with that, because that really is me. I'll be like, dude. And when somebody goes online and says, oh, I I met Kimber and she was such a cunt. They can't really say that. I met Kimber and her fucking uh, production manager was a total cunt. (laughs) Yeah. So it's that's just, me. <laughs> you're like, I have no reputation. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about me. I'm not trying to sell anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's so many people are so goddamn fame hungry because they do not know what it really is. And it's fame is like living in a house that is made up of nothing but windows. Yeah. No, all walls are glass. And literally anybody that walks by your house can see whatever the fuck you're doing Mm -hmm. and see into your house. You have zero privacy in regular life. It's widely known by everybody that listens to the show or knows me or has listened to my interviews that I'm a hermit, that I rarely leave the BGM manor. And the reason is I don't, I'm like you where I'm uncomfortable you you're uncomfortable with it i'm definitely uncomfortable with fame i don't like people making a big deal or put me on a soapbox because i'll just fall the fuck off and i I, i'm the faller (laughs) i'm i'm just a normal fucking person that fucks for a living and i laugh my ass off when i see all these bitches dressing up like it's porn prom on these award shows Uh, again their photo taken and acting like movie stars i'm like Bitch, the only reason you're walking this stupid red carpet is because you took a big black dick up your ass in that one movie. That's it. (laughs) It's like you are not a movie star, bitch. You just are known for taking black dicks up your ass. And your label paid for you to be there. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) I've been there. I've had to go to events because I was fucking paid to be there. And everybody thinks I'm hanging out and having a great time at the event. I'm like, fuck, this is a paycheck. Just, just, I'm just here. And, and, and whether I'm getting a paycheck or not, and, and you haven't been on a lot of recent trips with us. No. But um, usually if we go to a large event, uh, especially if it's held in like a club or whatever, I immediately make a beeline for the very back of the club, the very back booth and sit in solitude and want to be left alone. Now, n- our system is 
And this is arranged. This is prearranged. My, when we get to a club or an event where I have to do an appearance, my job is to hide as soon as possible once I get there, get out of the public eye, get way in the back where I'm not bothered. Raven's job is to act as buffer. She goes out and she mingles. And if she sees anyone migrating towards my table, she immediately swoops in and starts a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. She's my buffer. She prevents people from talking to me. And if you're ever in an event and you were trying to talk to me and Raven swoops in front of you and starts talking to you, that's her, that's one of her jobs. That's what she does. She mm -hmm. prevents people from getting to me because she knows that I don't like to associate with people. Uh, there are very few people I do associate with that I like the company of, and it's usually people I know well. For example, if Rodney walked up to me, I would be okay with it. Yeah. If Honey walked up to me, I'm okay with it. But it's just people I don't know. And it's not that you're trying to be mean or it's just you don't feel comfortable. I just want to be left alone. Yeah. And I was dragged there to this event. I don't want to fucking be it. I'd rather be in the, you know, I would rather be in that hotel room. If I go to an event, I will leave that hotel room only if I absolutely have to because I'm paid to be somewhere. Otherwise, I'm in that hotel room. I mean, there's been award shows that we've left Early, many, many times, because we don't want to be there. Like when we were sneaking out of the Urban X Awards, <laughs> when my publicist's back was turned, we're like, run, 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 before she catches us dipping. I knew I wasn't going to win that shit. And the, the, prob the hardest part was that we had to valet the car, so we're like, go get the car, go get it, go get it. What oh. pissed me off about the Urban X Awards is the trans bitch that did win, Olive Oil, uh, uh, her name was Sunshine Monroe. Yeah. She looked like fucking olive oil. And the very next year after she won, she retired. She was gone. She's not even a thing anymore. It's just like, you know, had you given me that award? Hey, guess what? I'm still kicking motherfuckers. Yeah. But you gave it to some young punk bitch that, oh, Sunshine Monroe, when she went out the door, she made a huge YouTube video calling everybody out, throwing everybody under the carpet and posted it. Wow. I know, right? Yeah. She's a total uber cunt. And they gave her an award. Whatever. Go fuck yourself. So, I was... Have you ever watched those YouTube prank videos? Yes. Okay. You know they're all fake, right? Yeah. They're all staged. Yeah, they're all staged. Um, here's the problem. A lot of Americans, because you know from politics and everything else, Americans are not very smart. Uh, as fa far as the rest of the world, we're pretty low uh, spectrum. We're like Down syndrome people. <laughs> I mean, the rest of the pe uh, people in the world go, fuck, Americans are dumb as fuck. Because there's no, there's no enticement to be better than you are in America, yeah. really. You can be fat, lazy, and still Well, survive. I mean, and you can become president and be fat and lazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be a <laughs> fucking slob that looks like he should be running a strip club. And we're not talking about Biden. All right. No more malarkey. <laughs> Let me tell you, bucko. Let me tell you, bucko. All right. So, but these morons have been watching. Okay. I was watching these prank shows gone wrong. Okay. And what happens is these fucking morons that are on YouTube are watching prank videos and they think I'm going to jump on the bandwagon and they believe it's real. 
Yeah. So they start staging real pranks and then they go out into the world and actually perform a real prank and realize there are some fucking consequences to your yeah. actions because they don't have the mental capacity to realize that, hey, these people are doing this shit in the prank videos and it's going all great and funny because it's all scripted. Yeah. So these motherfuckers come up with real pranks that they're going to play on real people and it doesn't go the way they want. Because they realize that real people don't act like scripted performers. Yeah. So, um, Lexus and I were discussing this. And there are cultural, significant things about every culture. And you have to know enough about that culture to not fucking cross a line. And with Hispanics, I knew, even being a gringo. (laughs) See, she's laughing. I knew, even being a gringo how they view their abuelitas and their abuelitas. If you don't know, if you are a fellow gringo is their grandmother, Abuelita. but she holds such a special sacred position in the family unit that they, they revere her. She is the ultimate patriarch. Yes. She leads the family. She's the most wise of the family. You do not disparage. You do not insult any Hispanic person's, Abuelita. Yeah, abuelita. <laughs> because it causes major problems. Like we were ca- watching that Saul Goodman. Yeah. And that guy calls the abuelita a, a bitch. bitch. And yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. And the same thing can be said about Scotsmen. A lot of people make fun of kilts. But I will tell all the full-grown men out there, you ever make fun of a Scotsman's kilt, you are going to get your ass beat you might as well be calling a black person the n-word because that kilt is called a tartan they are wearing their family crest around their fucking waist if you make fun of their kilt you are making fun of their family they will fucking kill you they will fucking kill you do not ever make fun of a scotsman's kilt that's his fucking family crest he's wearing he will fucking kill your ass so this prank or spit on it yes don't ever fuck with a scotsman's kilt because he is literally it's like an american uh uh, how they view the flag it's like you don't desecrate that now on black people i'm around black people a lot (laughs) and i know a lot about black culture and there are certain things, and it goes well beyond the N-word. Everybody knows the N-word's a trigger. You just do not do with black people because that's fight central. That, yeah. that starts a fight. But there are other things that are immediately go from A to Z, go from off to fucking on, and fight is on immediately. And this motherfucker is a prank, decided because he didn't know anything about their culture to go out and attack black culture, and he got his fucking ass fucking stomped into the curb. This is what the prank was. And if you know black people, you know how stupid this white boy was. This white college guy thought it was going to be funny if he walked up to random groups of black guys Mm -hmm. and then stepped on their shoes. Oh, my God. He fucking scuffed up their shoes. Some of them were wearing Jordans and shit. Oh, shit. You do not ever fucking disrespect a black man's shoes. They, there is a huge cultural significance with their footwear. Yeah. You fucking spit on their shoes. You scuff their shoes. They will fucking kill you. Yeah. And these, it was like three black guys and he just walks up and he steps on one of their shoes and they all three beat the living shit out of him. Yeah. Rightfully so. I mean, you could walk up and step on a white person's shoes and he would look at you and go, what the fuck are you doing? What is your problem? 
But no, black people don't even ask. They don't even want to know what your fucking problem is. They don't want to know if you're psycho. They won't want to know if you have Down syndrome. They don't give a shit. You step on their shoes on purpose, they are going to end your fucking life. Listen, I know that my grandma wasn't perfect. I know my abuelita wasn't perfect. But if you came uh, up Rodney to me, knows, cause <laughs> if you came up to me and said some shit about my abuelita, it'd be fucking on. I wouldn't ask any questions either. They are seen as saints. Yeah. You, you're insulting a saint. They are considered the highest you can achieve in that family. Yep. They, they are the wisest. They are the kindest. They are the, the sweetest. They know right from wrong the best. You go to them for all your fucking advice. They are the wise man of the fucking tribe. They are the shaman of the tribe. I would, I mean, even now, because my grandma had passed, so she's passed. But if you came to me and talked shit about my mom, because my mom stepped into the role, boy, it's on. Now, this cracks me up. You see Rodney's yeah. responses? <laughs> he gets it from both ends. Yeah. Because he understands the abuelita thing. He gets it. Mm-hmm. But he gets the shoe thing, too. Because he's both. He's black and Hispanic, so he's a part of two different cultures. And because of that, he knows these parts yeah. are part of his culture. Yeah. He, he just has more cultural things than most people. But he even says, don't step on my shoes. Mm-hmm. Any black man, I will tell all you white fucking crackers out there, you ever fucking step on a black man's shoes, you're fucking going to fight. Do not step on a black man's shoes unless you're trying to start a fight because it will immediately start one. You do not fuck with a black man's shoes. Or touch a black woman's hair. And that, that is why I tell everybody, all these white crackers that are so afraid of black people because they see them all as criminals like my big brother does. I said, if you ever want to know a dangerous black man from a not dangerous black man, look at the fucking shoes. If that black man is wearing shoes that are all fucked up, he's dangerous because he doesn't give a shit about anything. A dangerous black man is one with fucked up shoes because he obviously doesn't fucking yeah. give a shit about anything. If a black man has nice shoes... The last thing he wants to do is fight. Yeah. He doesn't want to fucking ruin his shoes. A black man that has nice shoes on will do everything he can to avoid a fucking fight. But a black guy that has fucked up shoes on, he's looking for fucking trouble. He's out looking for trouble. Oh, shit. Rodney's breaking out the Spanish. (laughs) What what, what did he say? Don't talk shit about my grandma. Oh, okay. Or don't say anything against my grandma. Oh, we got a translator. (laughs) Aha, Rodney. I got a translator. So, yeah, can you, can you believe that? It would be like a, a guy coming out with a prank, a white guy, because he's watched prank shows. He says, okay, we're going to wait for it. We're going to go to uh, the Hispanic part of L.A., and we're going to walk up to elderly uh, Hispanic women, and we're going to start making fun of them. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, every elderly Hispanic woman, that's somebody's abuelita, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a fucking Hispanic gang member <laughs> in L.A. going to come see you. Mm-hmm. And kill your ass because you disrespected his whole fucking family because that's how they see it. If you disrespect their grandmother, you are disrespecting their entire family. Yep. That is it. It's just like you step on a black man's shoes. That is, that is almost, almost, and it's a close, almost as intense of a disrespect as calling black man the N-word. Yeah. You, you do not step on their footwear. And all your crackers, just understand, don't do it. Now, don't do is it. there something in the white culture that's similar? 
Yeah, give us everything we want immediately or we'll call your manager. No. But you white people fucking just take it anyway. We're privileged. I mean, give us everything and give it to us now. And if it's yours, we want it. We get your shit because you're not white. So we want all your shit too. And if you complain about it, we're going to call the manager. That's the the white way. Yeah, that's the white way. Or the cops. As far as white people, Americanized white people, not so much, but like I, I was saying about Scotsmen, I yeah. mean, uh, there are white people with, you know, significant heritage thing. Yeah. Because people say white people, like everybody is an American white person. That's not true. There's fucking German. There's fucking French. There's fucking, I mean, there's so many different white people with so vastly different cultures. I doubt that a Swedish person has the same fucking culture I do, even though they're white as fuck. They glow in the dark. Fucking Sweden. Can you imagine seeing a black person in Sweden? How much would that stick out? It'd be like having a bunch of white balls with one black ball in there. Be like, there's a black ball. It's like fine Waldo. Easiest fine Waldo ever. Put a black person in Sweden. You know, if you're traveling to Sweden with somebody named Tyrone or whatever, you're never going to fucking lose them. No matter where he goes in Sweden, he's going to stick out. The only time he's going to blend in is when you go to the chocolate shop. Wow. I mean, Sweden's like the whitest place. The Swiss Alps are like the whitest place on earth. It glows white. Even the snow's white. Everything is fucking white. <laughs> there is Black doesn't exist in the Swiss Alps. It's just nothing but white. Oh, God. You, you know, if a black person shows up in Sweden, they're like, what is this? Where's his wooden shoes? Rodney says there's black people there. I guarantee you don't step on a Swedish black person's (laughs) shoes. (laughs) That shit runs deep. That shit runs deep in in the black hood. I mean, it has been that way for as long as I can remember that they have. I mean, black men dress sharp. They put a lot of effort into how they appear. Yeah. White guys don't. A white man doesn't give a fuck about how he looks. Yeah. He will wear fucking cargo shorts with black socks and sandals and a ripped up t-shirt and go out to Walmart. A black man will never go outside into the public eye without looking sharp. You know who else puts a lot of time and effort into the way they dress? At least when I was growing up, cholos. Cholos? Yeah, they would... Make sure that they have the lines, like, their pants were just tight. I mean, it was. I mean, yeah, but weren't they, like, a 14-inch length? <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just saying, cholos have the shortest legs I've ever seen. Well, they're not big men. Yeah, but they're, like, normal size from waist up. And then they, But their legs are so goddamn short. Well, it's just because they're wearing long shirts that they look like that. Really? Yeah. L- like Edgar? How long was his legs? Okay, Edgar was tiny. He was a tiny. He wasn't short. He He was a tiny man. Was he a tiny man or was he a typical size for a Mexican man? Was he Mexican? Yes. And I think they they come in at about 5'5", 5'6", typically. They are tiny little people. Yeah, my mom said that I was taller than my dad. Yeah, they are tiny little people. I don't know. Well, I I must have got my size for my grandfather's side, my mom's side. Do you know why I prefer black men over Hispanic men? I know why you do. Because uh, they treat women better? No, that's what you do. <laughs> I don't give a shit about that because I want them to treat me bad in the bedroom. So I don't give a shit about that. 
I'm not looking to have a relationship with them. I'm looking to fuck them. And I know they're going to treat me like shit in the bedroom. I'm fine with that. So do you know why I prefer black men over Hispanic men? Circumcised? That's one of the main, <laughs> the very, see, you know, your people, you know, your people. I prefer black men because they are larger and therefore I consider them more manly because they are larger and Hispanic men are literally comically small compared to me. Mm-hmm. They come up to my navel yeah. and uh, black men. I can usually see like Rodney. I can look eye to eye with Rodney because he's, he's a bigger guy, but if he was all Hispanic, he'd be a little tiny shit. Yeah. But because he's got black in him, he's a big enough guy. To look at me eye to eye. I respect that, that a man is large enough not to make me laugh when he comes on to me. Yeah. And the main reason is exactly what you said. Yeah. Uh, black men are circumcised. In fact, I have never met a black man, and I have been sexually with a lot that wasn't. Mm-hmm. But almost every Hispanic man has a snail between his legs, looks like a dead deflated balloon. It's an uncircumcised dick. For some reason, your culture does not circumcise their cocks. Yeah, I don't, I've never been with a Hispanic male, nor will I ever be. Um, But I I know that they don't circumcise. And, you know. It was a big debate um, when my brother had his child because... He wanted to circumcise because he had been Americanized and uh, it was a big debate. And, you know, and, and people are like, what's the matter? What's the matter? You feel more with circumcised. I'll, I'll tell you what's the matter. Because if you ever ask a woman or even a gay man, have you ever seen a dick that you said to yourself, God, that's a pretty dick. That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. There are there are ugly dicks. There are fucking ugly dicks. I've never seen an uncircumcised dick that wasn't ugly. But I've seen some circumcised dicks that were fucking beautiful. Yeah. Where you look at them, you're like, God damn, that looks like it could be a dildo. It's so perfect. (laughs) That's a perfect fucking cock. And I have seen a lot of those dicks on black men. A lot. Just perfect. Big around, long, gorgeous head. Just, you know, just the right amount of vein. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not and, too vain. Yeah, not, not too, too curved. Because, you know, if they have that one big weird vein, yeah. you're like, oh, what's that big vein? Ugh, I don't want that in my mouth. It's got to have a bird. And Well, and here's the thing. Black dicks look better because of that. Because white, you can see the veins more. True, true. Yeah. And, and you know what else is good about black men? What? I have over tons of experience that I've been exposed to, both white men, Hispanic men, black men, I would say that the best smelling and best groomed men are black men. Yes. They smell good. Mm -hmm. They groom very well. I have never gone down there with a fucking big ass pubic bush down there. (laughs) Black men groom their shit and they smell as good as a man can smell. Now, I, I hate to disappoint all you men, but men don't smell good. It's no. just naturally you don't smell good. You give off you a You have musk. a nas- natural musk. <laughs> yeah. But black men actually wear cologne. They actually are very clean. They're, they manscape. They care about their appearance. Mm-hmm. Every black man, no matter how thug he is, is metrosexual. Mm-hmm. They care about their appearance. They care about their dress. They care about their clothes. They care about their shoes. They care about their cleanliness. They care about their smell. They care about their skin. They'll fucking use 
uh, skincare products because they don't want to be ashy. They fucking care. They put yeah. in a lot of effort to their personal appearance, and it's much appreciated from the people that have sex with them. Yeah. Well, it's not just that. I mean, uh, we were discussing this the other day that, you know, uh, was discussing this with Raven where she was like, you know, people would just call me or people text me and be like, hey, can we can we get on video and chat? <laughs> She's like, I'm in my fucking pajamas. Like, I'm not made up 24-7. Yeah. That takes a lot of time, a lot yeah. of fucking effort. And people don't realize that. That, I, that, that. So it's appreciated on another level that you take care of yourself. Yeah. And, and you know, like, I've I've been seeing this black guy uh, uh, for shoots. And he comes to see me right after work. However, he will go home first, shower. Get nice and clean before he sees me. And it's like, I've had a lot of white guys that come from work. They don't mm-hmm. give a shit. Yeah. They just come straight over. They That's smell like dog they're white. shit. They need, they get it. They deserve it. And you know that I see a, a, a guys that mm-hmm. just have a BO problem. Yeah. And they're all white. <clears throat> it's like white guys learn how to fucking wash yourself. Well, and here's the thing. Like I didn't notice it until you started transitioning that Guys give off a musk. <laughs> now I pick up on it and it's so prevalent to me. Like even if a guy just steps out of the shower, I can pick up on it. And I'm like, ugh. Now here's here's the weird thing though. Men men have, our listeners may not know this because they, they don't understand when you say, you know, when you transition. When you take female hormones, a lot of things change uh, biologically. Skin gets softer. Yeah, and you your pheromones that you produce change. In fact, when I'm on my period, my crotch smells like fucking vagina, like crazy. Uh, probably honey would like that, but <laughs> um, but my natural scent that I give off is a woman's pheromone scent because of the hormones I take. I don't smell like a dude. I don't sweat and smell like a dude. I don't have those sweat glands anymore that when a man sweats and he has BO, I don't got that. Yeah, because when you were a man, if you forgot to put on deodorant. Oh, my God. You'd be stinking by the end of the day. But now you can go like two days without deodorant. And that's another thing that men don't understand. If a woman is not working out at the gym, she's not going hiking. <coughs> Sorry, that was a big dog. <coughs> if she's not going to be extremely active, she can go two, three days without putting on yeah. deodorant. Women don't smell like men. But man ass put it on every fucking day, sometimes even multiple times per day. Listen, there is... Um, <coughs> I used to go to this gym. It's no longer there. In Danville, it was a 24-hour gym, and I loved it because it was like muscle gym, you know, in my kind of so gym. So I'm guessing it wasn't Planet Fitness. No. This was before Planet uh, Planet Fitness came along. Planet and, Fatness. Yeah. And I used to go in there every morning before I went to work, and there, but there was this guy. Oh, my God. So there was this, the cardio room was back by the women's section because they had a, their own women's section. And... um. I used to just go in the cardio section and do my workout. But when this guy was there, I had to go into the woman's section because he stunk it up. White guy? So bad. Yes. 
And I'm like, dude, what are you fucking doing that you stink so bad? Okay, you have been with many black men yourself. Yes. So have you ever, have you ever been with one that stunk? No. Now, even the black men that look like they should stink. Yeah. Like Chocolate Hulk. Yeah. That you were with, did he? No. Was he nice and manscaped down yeah. there? Black men are amazing. Yeah. They, they keep their shit straight. And white guys need to understand that maybe women prefer black men because of the way they present themselves and take care of themselves. Yeah, they appreciate the, the effort put forth. Now, I'm not going to say white men are all bad because there are things that they are so much better than when it comes to black men about. And I'm going to go into those now because now it's time to bag on black people a little bit. <sighs> Sorry, I had to blow my nose. Now... If you want to fuck and you want to be entertaining, you want to be happy, you want to be good, you want to be a great experience, you don't want to be smelly, you don't want to be gross, black man is the way to go for a booty call. Mm -hmm. Not a good choice for a relationship. Black men are not good in relationships. They are not the kind of guy you want to date and be in a serious relationship with. White guys treat you a lot better. In relationships, white guys win. Uh, white guys treat you a lot better. Black guys, not so much. <laughs> well, I've never been in a relationship with a black guy. So Black guys are more interested in their boys and their own activities. Mm-hmm. And uh, black guys are not, I mean, all men tend to not be monogamous. I mean, I've dated black men, but I've, I, I've never been in a relationship with one. There's a big difference. Black men tend to be even less monogamous than white guys. White guys will make love to you. Oh, fuck that. Black guy just wants to fuck you. But the problem with that is because... Yes, daddy. Yeah, because they don't have that emotional romantic connection that white pussy boys have. They're more apt to cheat on you because they can fuck without any emotion. Mm-hmm. Whereas a white guy needs to feel connected and they want to make love to you. A black guy doesn't give a shit about any of that. He just wants mm-hmm. to tear the pussy up. And because a black man can separate sex as a plainly physical activity over something emotional, black men tend to sow their seed quite a bit mm-hmm. because they don't give no fucks. They don't have no love or feelings when they fuck a bitch. And white guys have this connection and they feel have to feel connected to a woman to share in their sexual experience. It's like, get the fuck out of here. But I mean, as far as a relationship, that works great. Because if a man fucking is fucking you like he's making love to you, that means he's whining, dining you, giving you roses and shit. You're not going to get that shit from a black man. You think a black man is ever going to come home with roses? Fuck you. Fuck you. He's going to come home and to make you happy, he's going to give you the dick. Black men best out there for sex not the best for relationships they're just not to be counted on here's the thing i don't want a relationship i have a relationship (laughs) honey says white people smell yeah that made me chuckle okay actually white guys smell like axe body spray sprayed over bo yes that is the white guy's smell but you got it honey the white white guy smells like axe body spray over bo because they sweet and sour that shit. They don't shower. They just put on more Axe body spray to mask it. Is there any more anything more douchey than Axe body spray? I mean, it's a white guy thing. So, I mean, white guys are all douches. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. You, you remember what I told you about white people. White people 
exists to take other people's shit. That's the only reason white people exist. And from the beginning of time, white people have existed for that one purpose. If they know you have shit, they're coming and they're going to take it for their shit. If you are in Africa and you have shit, they're going to come to Africa. They're going to take your shit. If you're anywhere in the world, like in oil, if you're in the Middle East and you have shit that they want, like oil, they're going to come to your country and take your shit. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't want to liberate you. White people serve one purpose. That's to take other people's shit. And we've been doing it since the beginning of time. We go to places. We see, we're like, hey, they have some nice shit. It's now our shit. They have some nice shit. I want it. (laughs) The Mexicans know this full well. White people will take your shit. And when the white European Spaniards went over there and took all their shit, then they were like, man, white people suck. And then years later, the Americans moved in and says, you know what? We're going to take more of your shit. Mm-hmm. See this this land you, you, you have here? We're going to call that New Mexico and we're going to take that from you. But why? Because we can and because we want it. So that's our shit now. We're, we're not even going to give you the courtesy of renaming it. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to call it New Mexico, the new and improved Mexico. Because this little state that we're creating is much better than your shithole country. So that's the new, better Mexico. Well, here's the thing. They didn't even, like, they completely wiped out my race. Just completely wiped <laughs> yeah, them out. and it made a new one. Yeah. And, you know, white people took their shit. The worst thing that happened was when white people went over there and met the Incans and the Aztecs, they said, oh, wait, you got gold? You got gold? Oh, you're dead. You're (laughs) fucking dead, dude. You shouldn't have shown me that gold because now I want your shit. So I'm going to bring a bunch of ships over here and we're going to take your shit because all white people have done since the beginning of motherfucking time has been taking other people's shit. And making it their own. Look, look at the fucking wars. If we take your shit like Japan, we'll never give that shit back. Yeah. We still have a base in Japan. Can you imagine Russia having a base in a, a United States? That shit would not fly. But no, if we take your shit, we bombed the fuck out of you. We took your shit. We're keeping your shit. And you can't have it's it back. It's my toy now. <laughs> yeah. Or like our base in Germany. Guess what? You had Hitler. That's on you. You called us over here because of your war. If it wasn't for your fucking war, we wouldn't have come over. But now that we're here, we're taking your shit. And I'm not giving it back. I like my new toy. White people exist to take shit from everybody else. And and you think about wars. Who are wars started by? White people that want shit. Like Putin. Putin is a white person that wants Ukraine. Mm-hmm. He wants their shit. He's going to war because he wants their shit. Every fucking war is about some white asshole wanting somebody else's shit. Whether it be Adolf Hitler, whether it be Putin, or whether it be any fucking American president. Yeah. It's, I'm a white person and I want your shit. (laughs) And it's, Adolf Hitler wanted everybody's shit. Fucking Putin wants everybody's shit. Fucking Americans want everybody's shit. Yeah. 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 And from the very beginning of time, all white people have uh, personified to the rest of the world is they are going to come to your home and they're going to attack you and take your shit. Yep. That's what they exist for. Yep. 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 Fucking white people are garbage, man. (laughs) And, and you know, as far as. So what do Mexicans smell like beans? I, I don't mess around with a lot of Mexicans. I don't have because I don't like their uncircumcised cocks. Yeah, 
It grosses me out. And most Mexican men are not well hung. They're little bitty men with little bitty uncircumcised dick. Who I wouldn't. That? I wouldn't know. I mean, nobody's got time for I, little I uncircumcised just, dick. I just wouldn't know. I've never, <clears throat> never even contemplated dating a Hispanic man. Let's just say that a Hispanic man with an eight inch dick is fairly rare. Because they're only like five foot six tall. You know how yeah. comical that is? It looks like John Holmes walking yeah. around if you have an eight inch dick on that kind of frame. So they're small people with small dicks. And, and their dicks aren't as small as Chinese dicks. Little rice dicks. And too much machismo. Yeah. That's because they have small dicks. <laughs> you know, the only culture that has escaped the dick curse has been the Chinese. Because they just accepted it a long time ago. <laughs> they just look down and go, oh, my dick's so small. My dick's so small. So no no point in getting mad about it. My dick's small. See my friend over there? His dick's just as small. So why be mad? I look around in gym class. Everybody had tiny dicks. So we're all equal. They have no fucking dick ego. Their whole country has little dicks. That We need a country with little dicks only because then nobody would have the problems that we do wanting to fucking get into fights and toxic masculinity is all over having small dicks. But if everybody had a small dick and you were average and everybody was just like you, you wouldn't be fucking starting fights all the time. Yeah. You wouldn't be driving fucking raptors. You know, it's funny that you say that because I was just sitting here thinking that every time I see a, a truck that's, you know, completely lifted and, you know, just tricked out, I'm like, hmm. Buddy, how big is your dick? Exactly. For all you macho motherfuckers out there driving the fucking Ford Raptors, let me tell you, you think you're going to pick up chicks because every fucking bitch that you pass is thinking to themselves, God damn, that guy has a micro penis. <laughs> and you are trying to be cool, but all you're doing, you might as well be driving around a Honda Civic with a big sign on the side that says, I have a small penis. Because when you're driving around Ford Raptor, that is literally what you're advertising. Yeah. And that is how all women perceive you. So you're thinking you're being a hot shot, spending $50,000 on a car, but every woman that sees you is thinking to themselves how small your fucking dick is. Yep. I know I do. I think it all the time. You could have a 12 inch dick, but everybody thinks you have three and don't, you want to make a woman wet. You want to make a woman wet, pull up in a BMW or Mercedes. Yeah. And they'll go, yeah, money. But nobody thinks that somebody with a four Raptor has money. They think you're an inbred good old boy, you know, in debt to your fucking ass because you bought a $50,000 fucking pickup truck and your cash comes from your contractor jobs. I, I, I automatically assume that anybody who drives a Ford Raptor is like a fucking contractor or a plumber. If somebody pulls up and picks me up in Mercedes, first question on my mind is, whoo. What do you do for a living? <laughs> I don't ask a Ford Raptor guy. I'm like, you do something that shows your ass crack. I'm willing to <laughs> bet. Or this is daddy's yeah. money. I'm willing to bet that you do something that shows off your ass crack. It's only daddy's money if it's young guy driving yeah. a Ford Raptor. Because we know no young guy in his 20s could afford that car. Yeah. You can't afford shit when you're in your 20s. Agreed. You, if you own a car in your 20s, it's a piece of shit. And if you have a nice car in your 20s, you can't afford it. Yeah. That's all you can afford. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, you might as well get Gas it. prices go up, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, and then you'll be living in it, so it better be nice. <laughs> better get an SUV. <laughs> Econo van, or you can make a little bed back there. <laughs> so, as far as black men, though, 
black women, I'm highly attracted to black women. Black women, Hispanic women. Uh, I ethnic, like, yeah. Yeah, I like ethnic. And, and I think black women are beautiful. Like, I, I forget what movie we were watching, but there was three hot chicks. I think it was a scary movie one. Yeah, it was a scary movie we were watching. And what, that one black girl, I'm like, of all those hot chicks, I would take the black one. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> and because she was the most sexually appealing to me. Black women to me are extremely sexy, extremely appealing, and they're beautiful. Now, I think that a lot of black men date white women, not because black women are ugly, because black women are fucking strikingly beautiful. Uh, it's because of their horrible fucking attitudes. I'm serious. Yeah. Every black man I have ever talked to, I, I've, I, I ask questions like, so why are you into white chicks? He says, well, I'm attracted to black women. I just can't stand their attitude. They're horrible. They're loud, obnoxious, nasty. And, and black women don't realize that their bad fucking black woman attitude has driven their men away. Yeah. Because even their men don't want to deal with their shit. So their men go deal with a white woman because they're easier to deal with than a fucking black woman. And it just sucks because black it, women are so women, goddamn though, sexy. Our white women, the Karen attitude is no, getting No, rich ahead. white women. Okay. You're, you're talking about rich white yeah. women. Rich white women are married to rich white men. That's a whole different breed. Ugh. But black men, for the most part, like white women because, you know, you get an attractive woman without the bad attitude. I but mean, black Hispanic women, are women have just, bad, bad attitudes, too. <clears throat> yes, but you know what black women are the best at? Being fucking loud. Yeah. <laughs> See, even you're like, yeah. Their volume level is way above where it should be. And if you agitate them, it goes way off the charts. I mean, I used to joke when I was younger, because uh, I had I grew up in a white neighborhood, so I had a lot of white friends, that they white people didn't know how to whisper. Because white, white people don't have to. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I'd be like, shut up. Just whisper. They now, didn't know how to whisper. Now, honey, honey's a good example of uh, a chick that's half black that's not anything like a black woman because she's raised by a white person. Mm -hmm. She has never experienced. I mean, her. her uh, I mean, her father bailed mm -hmm. uh, after he did horrible things, but uh, so she doesn't have a lot of exposure to black culture, even though she's half black. So she doesn't have that chip, the attitude of coming up. And having to be that way to survive. Yeah. And, a you know, a strong black woman is an obnoxiously loud one as well. I mean, t to be truthful, I didn't develop my attitude until I was grown and out of the house. That's because you, I think you developed your attitude more when your dad died. Oh, definitely. Because he would slap it the fuck out of you <laughs> because you don't have, you don't get the privilege to talk back to your parents or be a shithead or have an attitude problem in a Hispanic family. Your ass will be grass. If you are living at home and you are living with a Hispanic family, you are respectful. You are nice. If you're a fucking asshole, you're going to suffer consequences. I came home once from work and there was a big fight going on in my house. Turns out, I saw my dad slap the shit out of my brother. Turns out he called my mom a bitch. <laughs> well, at, I was like, note to self. As rough as <laughs> Hispanic fathers are, I have to give the champion for the most fearsome, terrifying, 
parent of all cultures, the black mother. <laughs> yes. Something so terrifying that even a six foot five black man, 300 pounds will be terrified. The guy who was at the protest. Terrified <laughs> of his fucking mother. Yeah, the guy all, at the protests. That was funny. All black men are terrified of their mothers because their black mothers won't take any of their shit. They will beat them within an inch of their life at the drop of a fucking hat if they act up. Black mothers are good mothers. Yeah. They make you toe the fucking line. And if you act out, they teach you, you don't fucking do that shit. And Hispanic families do that too. Yeah, but. They'll slap the shit out of you if you get out of line, even in public. They don't give a fuck. Oh, yeah. But a black mother just has to give her son an eye and he knows to knock his shit off. We had the look. We were at church. You got the look. You better fucking straighten up and straighten up fast. Did you know any friends with black mothers? No. (laughs) No. They're terrifying. Yeah, and I was discussing this at work the other day. I said, you know, white people are fucking crazy. And they're like, well, what do you... Yeah, they're the ones shooting up everybody. They're like, what do you mean? I said, when I was growing up, I had a lot of white friends. They would fist fight with their fucking mothers. And you, you don't... You don't fucking do that in they, my household. <clears throat> white culture isn't raised to revere or have respect for your elders. Black culture does. Black culture has a lot of respect for elders. Uh, Hispanic culture has a lot of respect for elders. White people show no significance on age in their culture. None. A white person doesn't look at a 60-year-old white person as a wise person or somebody that they should show respect to, somebody that's been there and lived life. But a black man will look at a 60-year-old black man and show him respect. Yeah. Always. And so will a Hispanic man. I don't care how gangster you are. I don't care if you're a cholo. If you are addressing or talking to a 70-year-old black uh, or a Hispanic man, 70-year-old Hispanic man, and you're a cholo, you will... Be respectful. Let me tell you this person. story because this this fits into what you were saying. So when I was really really young, we lived in a really bad neighborhood, and um, it was all cholos basically. And uh, we were renting until my parents could get enough money to buy a house. So I was outside playing with my turtle because I had a turtle at the time. What a pet! <laughs> and uh, I was I was real young, like four or five years old, and this guy comes into our house into our yard and just starts you know trying to look for a place to hide i scream at the top of my lungs he was young he was like in his teens maybe 20s i scream at the top of my lungs my dad comes out and my this guy didn't speak spanish but my dad was yelling at him in spanish like get the fuck out of here you know get get out and he says to my dad Very respectfully, dude, I'm just trying to hide from the cops. Please just let me stay here. My dad said, get the fuck out. And he left. And I was like, well, shit. (laughs) Well, it's weird because some of the cultures that are viewed as savage, whether it be gank, OG gangster black guys coming from the fucking hood. We're talking Oakland. We're talking fucking Compton black guys. Or we're talking the, the cholos from L.A. and shit. Even those fucking gangster motherfuckers will always show respect to their elders. Mm -hmm. They are raised that way from fucking birth. Black women do a great job as mothers. 
They are good mothers and they raise their children well. And so do Hispanic mothers. They raise well, their children proper. Let me let me tell you this story because this goes into what you were saying. I remember when I started school, I was talking to the teacher. She called my mom because she thought I was lying. Okay? She thought I was lying because I wouldn't look at her in the eye. But in my culture, you don't do that because it's disrespectful. You are challenging somebody. So for me, I was like, what the fuck? I was doing what I was supposed to, what I was taught to do, not looking somebody in the eye because it's challenging. And then I get called out a liar because of it. Well, it's just, I think that the way that black women parent their children and uh, Hispanic women parent their children raises better children. And yes, there are black, uh, bad black people and bad Hispanic people, but you see the seeds of what was implanted as far as respect for your elders, yeah. how they take care of themselves and present themselves. Uh, it's just little things that you can tell in white culture is missing because white culture has been so easy and privileged. They've mm-hmm. lost the family unit yeah. and they don't show respect to the people that have lived long lives. Uh, the most disrespectful human beings in the entire universe are white people. Yeah. They are, they show no respect. They don't feel they need to. Cause they're given everything. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> it, oh, and something funny about Rodney is when I, when I, first started talking to Rodney at the club when he was coming to see me dance he looked like a black man but he approached me like a Hispanic man and I'll tell you the difference (laughs) a black man is cool he Mm -hmm. won't approach you and if he does he does it cool like hey how you doing (laughs) he's all cool about it Hispanic men are friendlier and sweeter when they're talking to women. Yes, it's true. And they're they're more charming. Whereas a black man is trying to be smooth. Yeah. Rodney approached me and when he approached me, he wasn't trying to be smooth at all. He was trying to start a conversation. That's more of an Hispanic male thing. If an Hispanic male comes up to me, he'll start a conversation and but a black man will either stay away from the conversation over in his chair and wait till you approach him, mm-hmm. or if he does approach you, he approaches you smooth and very just like, hey. How's it going? And he doesn't say much. And he feels out the vibe. Mm -hmm. And if you start the conversation, he continues it. But he'll just say, hey, how's it going? Or something very simple. Yeah. Just to feel it out. And if you don't respond much back, he moves on his way. Yeah. But Hispanic guy come up and talk to you like nothing. And Rodney approached me. He looked like a black guy, but he approached me like an Hispanic man. Yeah. And it's just he got to know me in a friendly way, which is not something a black man usually does black men approach you, this is going to sound bad, but it's true. And I've had this experience. Black men approach a woman in a very predatory way. (laughs) They are lions on the hunt. They know what they want, what they're after. They're going to feel you out. And if you're not hot to go, they're going to move on. Mm -hmm. They don't give no fucks. They don't have, they don't have those fragile white boy egos. Oh God. Yeah. They just move on to the next one until they get what they're after. They are lions. They are hunting for a piece of ass. And they, they're almost predatory about how they approach it. Yeah. And they're not looking for conversation. 
They're not looking to get to know you. They're not looking to date you. Mm-hmm. They're not looking to buy you a fucking drink. They're looking to see if you're down to fuck. And if you're not, they're moving on. They're yep. not the pathetic white guy that's going to sit at the bar, brown nosing your ass, buying you drinks all night for the hope that you'll give them the fucking time of day. Yeah. Black man will not buy you a fucking drink. He might buy you a drink if he comes there with you. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't know you, he's not going to spend his money on you. Yeah. Period. Black men are not super wealthy typically. And they're not going to just throw money at a bitch just because she's pretty. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. They're not going to buy you drinks all night. They're going to come up. They're going to test the waters. You know, you I've shut seen them down, this they move on, on shows a lot. And I don't understand it. Maybe it's because I grew up differently. But women just go up to men and be like, Oh, so you want to buy me a drink? Yeah, and, and white guys will always do it. That's that's a white guy way of meeting a girl because white guys are so unconfident and insecure. They feel they got to buy uh, a chance to meet you. So they're like, can I buy you a drink? You will never hear a black man walk up to you and say, can I buy you a drink? They are not going to volunteer to be your bitch cuck. Yeah. But a white guy will immediately put himself in the beta position and cuck position for you, put his ass up in the air, and say, can I please buy you a drink? A black man will never fucking offer to buy you shit. He is not there to be your sugar daddy, and he doesn't give a fuck about buying you drinks. If he's buying you drinks, it's because he brought you there. Yeah. It is not because he's trying to take you away from there. A black man sees it like, my goal is to get this girl out of the bar, not to keep her in it. Yeah. And another thing, white guys are so insecure about their ability to pick up on women that they will use drinks as a ploy to get the girl drunk enough to be okay Mm -hmm. with them. A black guy doesn't do that. Black guy will not prey upon a drunk bitch. And when I say they're predatory, I mean they're out hunting. They enjoy the hunt. But- like a lion, if they see, or like a big game hunter. Yeah. If they see a sickly animal, there's no sport in that. Black men are more prone to help a drunk woman get into a cab safely than yeah. prey upon her. But a white man will prey upon the drunkest mm-hmm. woman in the bar because yep. they think that's the one they have a shot with. Yep. A black man has a personal sense of pride says, I don't need some drunk sloppy bitch. I can get whatever I want. I'm going to go get what I'm looking for. Yeah. I want somebody that's actually going to ride my dick like there's no tomorrow, not pass out and vomit on my bed. But a white guy is going to say, I'm going to take what I can get. Yeah. <laughs> and white guys just have no fucking confidence in their game, man. They'll fucking buy a bitch drinks all fucking night just in the hopes that she will give them a peck on the cheek. Do you think black men take women out for $100 dinners in a movie just to see if they can get a pizza? Fuck you. Fuck you. Black men won't do that. You cannot con black men into being your fucking sugar daddy. They will not do it. Black men, as soon as they they get the hint that you're after their fucking money, they'll tell you, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Black men do not act like cucks or betas. When it comes to women, but a white guy will immediately put himself in the beta position by saying, "Can I please buy you a drink? Please buy you a drink." Can I well, be your I was just financial pay at, pig? 
I don't know if it really happens. Maybe the guys in the chat room can tell me that, you know, if women come up to them and say, hey, you want to buy me a drink? Because I've seen it several times on shows and shit. And I'm like, do people really fucking do that? Yeah, all the time. And the, the what you're describing, here's how it goes down. They, if they're dumb, uh, they'll go say that to anybody. If they go say that to a white guy, the white guy most likely will go, sure. Especially if she's attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're stupid and they don't know cultural differences, they'll go try that shit to a black man and he will laugh at them. So why would the, why, I don't fucking know you. Why would I buy you a drink? I don't fucking know you. Why am I going to spend my money on you? I don't fucking know you. What have you done for me? Have you sucked my dick? If you haven't sucked my dick, why do I owe you a drink? And that's how black guys think about it. They're like, I don't fucking know you. Why would I spend my money on you? What have you done for me? Haven't you white people taken enough? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, (laughs) fuck you, bitch. If you're looking at me like I'm a fucking wallet, you came to a black man. You can go fuck yourself. Go to that little white cuck at the end of the bar. He'll buy you all the drinks you want, bitch. And you just don't do that with black men. They do not respond to it. And they immediately get turned off by a woman that would ever ask him to buy him a drink. Because a black man will, they work hard for their fucking money. And it doesn't come easy. Money does not come as easy for a black man as it does a white man. And they are sure in the fuck not going to spend it on somebody they don't know that has done nothing for them. They may buy a drink for their friend. uh, They will buy drinks for the woman they bring. But if they don't fucking know you, they don't owe you shit. Don't ask them for anything. They'll get turned off immediately. They go like, what the fuck? You think I'm a fucking welfare? Get your fucking drinks from the white boys. <laughs> uh, I just, I didn't know that was a thing. I've never actually seen it done in like real life, but I don't hang out at bars either. So, well, when I used to work as the manager of a strip club, um, the Palomino Show Club, uh, we we would have uh, sit-downs with all of our dancers. They were supposed to do that. And the reason is, they're supposed to shill drinks for the bar. That's how the bar makes its money. Yeah. The bar isn't making any money from the dancers. The dancers get all that money. So how the bar makes money is the managers say, okay, when you're out in the crowd, you ask a guy to buy you a drink, and if he agrees, you sit down with him, you talk to him, and you have him keep buying you drinks. And when it would go, and they would always order a rum and coke. When it would go to the bar, they would say, hey, we need a vodka on the rocks, and a rum and coke is for a dancer. And when they mm-hmm. said that, it would be a coke. Got it. That way they would never get drunk. Mm-hmm. They could drink all night and get fucking drinks bought for them. So these guys are paying 12 bucks a drink, buying a fucking Coke for this chick. Yeah. They don't know it's a Coke. The bar knows it's a Coke. The dancer knows she's not getting drunk. But the men are kept in the dark thinking they're buying her rum and Cokes all night. So if you ever fucking buy a dancer a drink and she starts drinking rum and Coke, you're being fucking scammed. That is a bar skimming you to fill their till. And they have instructed their dancers to go ask you to buy them drinks because they're trying to shill for the bar. Mm. And it's the scam that all strip clubs employ. If you go to a strip club, ask, just expect to be asked for not only a lap dance, but to buy a girl a drink because that's their job. And if they are not asking men to buy them drinks, their manager is on their fucking ass because that manager needs to make money. He's like, why aren't you pushing the drinks? Why aren't you pushing the drinks? So, and, and those fucking cocktail waitresses, the ones they don't dance, they don't like the dancers and they'll rat on them all the fucking time. 
They said, hey, I just went to this table. She's been sitting there for 15 minutes and she's not drinking anything. And the manager would say, if they're not buying you drinks from the bar, you're not paid to sit at a yeah. table. You want to sit down and take a break and not be on that fucking stage, you better be selling alcohol. And, and these fucking guys who walk into strip clubs don't know it's a fucking scam from the moment they walk in the fucking door. Mm. They know how to scam you for your money. Fucking, and the dumber, the, men are dumb to go there in the first place, but the more they drink, the dumber they get. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, they want them to keep drinking because the more they drink, it's just like casinos. The dumber they get and the more money they throw away. Let me tell you that um, when I was young, one of my first jobs was delivering pizzas. And I loved Super Bowl season because men would get drunk. <laughs> they would see a cute little girl coming up with their pizza and they would give you $25 tips. Men are so easily <laughs> manipulated through their dick. Hold on one second. Because I have a topic that I think is going to be fun. Oh, God. And I got to talk up first. Oh, you got to toke up for this one? I got to see. Yes, because it brings back a lot of horrible memories. Oh, God. Okay. All right, folks. Here's the deal. We are going to now discuss. Each of us, I asked Lexus to prepare a list prior to the show for us to discuss this. We're going to discuss the three worst movies we have ever watched in our entire lives. I mean, the worst, the worst, the movie that you sat through that you're like, this has got to be one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. So I asked her for three choices of the worst movies she has ever seen in her very long life. Fuck you. (laughs) So what's first on your list? And tell me why. Okay. First of all, let me um, preface this by saying I am one of those people that I will not waste time on a movie if I don't think it's worth it. Okay? That, well, that that's both of us nowadays, but we didn't used to be that way. Um, no, I've always kind of been that way. Mm-hmm. However, I there is one that I was waiting to see that I actually fucking paid for. I was fucking livid when I left, and that was Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I remember that. God, you the were live, so fucking the pissed. The live action Beauty and the Beast. I was pissed. Okay, okay. I knew you were pissed that day, but why were you so pissed? First of all, Disney does this thing that after... I was already pissed because they had done the... Uh, after 20 years, they remaster it, right? They, they remaster the original movie. Well, they change things in it. Like, for instance, we were talking about this at work. Cinderella's original dress when she goes to the ball was white. However, when they remastered it, they changed it to blue. I did not know that. Yeah. It used so, to be white? Yeah, it used to be white in the right. original Cinderella. I did not know Yeah, that. if you look it up, you'll see it. Okay, because I always knew it was blue. Yeah. So I was watching the remastered shit. Yeah. Huh? So when they remastered it, I was already pissed because they added a new song. I mean, I knew everything fucking line in that movie i love they that deleted movie. some of the songs yeah they deleted some of the songs and then when they did the live version or you know the whatever however they call it i was just fucking livid i they changed everything they made um the foo gay and um what what bothered me the most about the movie is when my favorite number uh, they Gaston. Took it out. Yeah. They changed a bunch of shit from yeah. it. Yeah. And they do that every time. 
LeFou, I'm afraid I've been thinking. A dangerous pastime. I know, but that wacky old Bill's father had a sanity's only so-so. Now the wheels in my head have been turning. Since I laid my eyes on the old Since man. Since I looked at the, lo- the lonely See, I man. promised myself I'd be married to Belle, and right now I'm evolving a plan. I know all the words to that fucking movie, and I was just so pissed because I was so excited to see what they could do, and oh, God. <sighs> yeah, it was a bad experience. Yeah. It, I was very disappointed in the film. Yeah. To say the least. Yes. So, okay. First up on my list, the Avengers. Not the one you think of. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. It's the one with Uma Thurman that was based on the 60s show, The Avengers, about spies. And I thought it was a cool old show. It was basically James Bond. They have a bunch of gadgets. They're British people. They go on spies. It's it's James bond light. is what it is. It's James bond light. And uh, it had a cool ass kicking chick in a cat suit. I mean, she didn't have ears cat suit, but you know what I'm talking about. The yeah. black skin tight suit. So I always thought it was a cool concept and everything, but they remade it and it was so bad. It was so bad. And it broke my heart because fucking Sean Connery was in it uh, playing August the winter. Oh God. And, um, he was just so, it was just so bad. It was painfully bad. So bad that I actually paid for the film. I sat there. I got maybe, I toughed it out for a good 35 minutes. And then I just couldn't handle the movie anymore. It was boring me to tears. It was just awful. And I just got up and walked out after <laughs> paying for it. And very seldom do I waste money. And I just couldn't sit through the rest of the film. It was impossible for me. I just hated it that much. Um, I You've s- never watched it, I assume. No, never. Never, ever watch never. it. Never. No, I mean, I'm just telling you, never, ever watch no. it. <laughs> Don't do it. Well, my second one is going to be a highly unpopular choice. Oh. Highly unpopular. Controversial. Yes, because I'm sure everybody liked this. And I didn't realize how much I disliked the movie. Until somebody at work asked me to put it on. I was like, oh, fuck no. I'm not wasting two hours of my life for this. Two hours? I, I don't remember how long it is, but I'm just All not right. wasting. Now I'm curious. Planet Terror. I was not a fan. I watched it once, and I'm like, mm, no, it's stupid. It's a completely stupid fucking movie. It is pretty stupid. <laughs> The, the machine gun leg. Yeah. Now, now I'm torn. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I'm torn. As I agree that Planet Terror was really stupid and really bad, where I'm torn is when it was originally released, it was released as a twofer. Yeah, I know. Called Grindhouse mm-hmm. with Death Proof. They weren't yeah. separate movies. It was an analogy series. The, the movie was called Grindhouse. Mm-hmm. That was what the movie was called. But Grindhouse consisted of two different movies in it. Death Proof and Planet Terror. Now, Death Proof was made by Quentin Tarantino, whereas Planet Terror was made by Robert Rodriguez. Yep. And they worked together all the time. Death Proof 
is one of my favorite movies. Oh my God, me too. I fucking love that movie. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Quentin Tarantino is just gold. Oh, I, I love fucking his shit. love that movie. I love me some Death Proof. It was an amazing movie. And because of that, the whole Grindhouse experience was a good movie watch for me because of how good Death Proof was. And I believe Death Proof was the second film in Grindhouse. Yes, it was. So we, we had to sit through the first one to watch it. Yeah. So I remember leaving the theater feeling, wow, uh, because of what they ended with, which was Death Proof. So I left the th- theater thinking, God damn, that was a great movie because Planet Terror was attached to the first of it. But if you want to split it and make them two different movies, which I know they've been released, it's two entirely different films now. If you didn't grow up in the 90s, you don't know what Grindhouse is. So... I would have to agree that as a standalone movie, it's horrible. Yeah, it was. I didn't realize how strongly I felt about it until somebody's like, "Oh, let's watch that." I'm like, "Fuck no!" no. I still want to know how the stupid bitch pulls the trigger or reloads. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine her like lifting up her <laughs> fake leg and putting another clip in there, but I'm really curious about the pulling the trigger shit because she can pull the trigger not only on the gun part but on the grenade part yeah and i'm just wondering because he attaches it just to a stump yeah and it's not like a neurological device it's not an implant it's not a cybernetic it's literally just a machine gun to a a metal leg yeah and she can pull the trigger for no apparent reason so i i just i thought it was the dumbest thing i'd ever seen in my fucking life it it was horrible yeah Yeah, i agree it was and i didn't realize how strongly i felt until somebody asked me to watch it again and i was like nope and the whole plot about the barbecue sauce I don't remember that part. Yeah, it, the the whole plot is this guy has a secret barbecue sauce, and finally, before he dies, he passes on his secret barbecue sauce. It was just a dumb movie. It, <laughs> I agree, it was horrible. All right, <clears throat> here's my second one, and this one I have trauma from to this day. Hubie Halloween. I never watched it. I knew from. Just seeing oh my God. the clips on Netflix. And see my reaction when I was when you looked over and I was trying to watch it. I oh I just well and here's because uh, oh this is a true story, folks. I wanted to review this movie for the show because Adam Sandler had been putting out these garbage films for Netflix, so it was a big funny get bit where I would review his films, and but I was not prepared for how bad. This movie really was. When I was watching it, this true story, I could only watch it 15 minutes at a time before I would get too pissed at how bad the movie was to have to turn it off. Then I would go back to it to finish it for the show because I had to review it for the show. But it was <laughs> traumatic. So every this actually happened. I'm watching the show and this it must have been on my face because I look horrified. And she looks over at me and says, oh my God, what are you watching? And I just look at her and go, you be Halloween. And I said, Why? <laughs> I told you it's because of the show. I'm trying to get through this where I can review it for the show. But Hubie Halloween is by far on my list of three, the absolute worst movie I've ever seen in my entire fucking almost 50 years on this earth. It is the worst piece of garbage. It was so bad. I will never be able to look at Adam Sandler again the same. Oh, I, I, I had see, I had already gotten to the point where I was sick of Adam Sandler. So I was like, I'm not watching that. I, I just can't. It's just, uh, it, Hubie Halloween is so bad. And <laughs> and I tell everybody, I'm like, if you truly want to see a bad movie, 
and you don't mind being tortured for an hour <laughs> and a half, watch Hubie Halloween because it is literally the dumbest shit you will ever fucking see that was given a budget and put on screen. It is horrible. Oh, God. See, even talking about a piss. <laughs> All right, what else? What, what's your okay, number three? So my number three, we watched this because this is our favorite activity to do when we go to Disneyland or Disney World. It is. Yes. Oh, that ride. Yeah, the haunted, the haunted. Yeah. So we That's watched because we get to sit down. We and watched it's air conditioned. We watched the haunted mansion. Eddie Murphy. Yeah, and it was fucking horrible. Everybody like puffing. <laughs> It, it was, it was, it was pretty bad. And, and what upset me with uh, uh, Disney's Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy is the talent that was in this bad movie. Because not only did it have Eddie Murphy, it had Terrence fucking Stamp. Yeah. The, the guy who played Zod mm-hmm. in Superman 2. He's fucking Terrence Stamp. He was on Priscilla, Queen of yeah. the Desert. He's a Shakespearean fucking actor. And he played a butler. Yeah. And it's fucking Terrence Stamp. And you got Eddie Murphy and Terrence Stamp. And you can't make a better fucking film for them to be in. I mean, you've got a comedy legend and an actual stage legend in your fucking film. And you can't give them a better goddamn movie. Yeah, it was horrible. It's like, how do you make a movie so bad when you have that much talent? Yep. You got to have some bad writing. But I give it to Hollywood. They did it. <laughs> Look bad. <laughs> it's just like, Jesus Christ. That is probably the only movie I've ever seen Terrence Stamp in that wasn't good. Yeah. It was bad. It was real bad. <sighs> okay. My last one. And this one was bad. I went to see this in the theaters. I didn't walk out. I watched the whole thing in the theaters. I was a teenager. I was very much into Karate Kid. Watched the first Karate Kid. Loved it. Watched the second Karate Kid. Didn't love it as much, but still loved it. Watched the third one. Third one went straight to cartoony villainy, and it was stupid as fuck, but it was still fun. So I enjoyed the third one, too. Okay. Then they came out with Karate Kid number four. The new Karate Kid. Is that the one with the girl? Yes. It's so bad. I've never watched it. I've seen clips oh, or so bad. pictures of it. And you know what I just read? They're bringing her to Cobra Kai. She's so bad. <laughs> it was such a bad film. The new Karate Kid to to revamp the series or whatever. It was just so fucking bad. And I don't even remember her name. She's the one that was in Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, uh, Hillary Swank. Yeah, uh, yeah, she wasn't very swanky. <laughs> she was. Uh, yeah, I just read that, that they're gonna, they're possibly gonna bring her to Cobra Kai. She was awful. Why are you fucking? And, and you know, I'm glad they're bringing her into Cobra Kai long after I stopped watching it. <laughs> fuck her and fuck that movie, man. It was horrible. Okay, now that we've gone through the three worst movies we've ever seen in our lives. Now we're going to change gears a little bit. I know you're not prepared for this. Yeah, you didn't ask me to prepare anything else. <clears throat> but I want you to do this on the cuff. Oh, God. Now we're going to talk about bad movies. Movies that are technically bad, that would never win an award. They're not very good movies at all. They're never, ever going to win any semblance of an award. They're never, ever going to be considered a great movie. They're just dreck. 
and they're but they offer entertainment. See, yes. when I was going through so, my list, uh, I was like, "Oh, that was a horrible movie," but I liked it. Yeah, no, I still enjoyed it. Now we're going to talk about really bad movies that we absolutely love. Bad low budget dreck that will never win an award that you absolutely adore. Absolutely love. So, can you think of any? Roadhouse. Ah, that's a good one. That is a bad movie. Yeah. That is so cartoonishly, stupidly cliche and bad. It's the most lame action movie ever, but it was great. Mm -hmm. If for some reason, it's just like you make this bad movie and because of a certain formula you happen to hit, it just becomes gold. Yeah. And you become, you know, one of my list. Now, see, I will admit that's a bad movie that's a fucking amazing movie. Right? Anytime it's on, I have to watch it. This actually kills me to say, but I have to admit to it. Army of Darkness. Yeah. Army of Darkness is a bad, low-budget, stupid-ass cartoon, puppets, fucking cheap, fucking awful film. But it's so enjoyable. It is. (laughs) It's fucking amazing. I love Army of Darkness. And you have so many quotes from it. Yeah, it's just... It's, but it's not a good movie. No. It's dumb as fuck. It's just not a well-made movie. Good, bad, <laughs> I'm the guy with the gun. But it's so goddamn entertaining. Yes. At the end of the day, I feel like a movie needs to entertain you. And if it did, it did its job. And I think that both Roadhouse and Army of Darkness fucking knocked yeah. it out of the park. Yeah. All right. What else you got? You got any more? Because Roadhouse was a good, bad but totally lovable movie. I mean, I've never seen the actual movie, but I've I've seen the <laughs> the one that they made of making of it. I forgot what it's called. The artist something, the room. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The disaster artist. Yeah, the disaster artist. God yeah. dang. Ha ha ha! That's a funny story, Mark. Oh hi, Mark. Where he's talking about beating a woman. <laughs> Somebody beating. I did a not woman. hit her. I did not. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. It's just so bad. But it's bad in a hilarious way. Now, here's here's one. Okay. The Last Dragon. I adore this fucking film. It's a mm-hmm. bad fucking film. It's a horrible movie. But I adore it. I adore it. I love it for everything it is. It is the most stupid 80s cartoonish super villain show enough fucking hero Bruce Leroy catching bullets with his teeth at a fucking 80s video tech. It is fucking dumb. And the main villain is an arcade owner, Eddie Arcadian. It is just super dumb. But God damn it hits all my buttons. And I love it. I fucking love it. I love all the music. I love all the scenes. I fucking love it. And I love me some show enough. One of the best villains ever put on screen. And Everybody talks about Darth Vader. Fuck Darth Vader. Show Nuff was the shit. And it's not a good movie. It's cartoonishly bad. But God damn, I adore it. I love The Last Dragon. I got one. All right, what you got? Jingle All the Way. <sighs> that one's a, a tough one for me because I'll tell you why. Um, I don't know if it was such a bad movie. I think that it was... Um, I enjoyed it. I think it was a stereotypical blockbuster Christmas movie. Yeah. I It didn't have low production. It had Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. It had Phil Hartman. It had huge stars. It had a yeah. high production budget. 
it was filmed really well, very professionally. I don't know if that would be considered a bad movie. I mean, movie. it's on the list of bad movies. Yeah, I don't get that, though. Not only was the production value top-notch, big budget, but all the jokes landed for me. I really liked it. I, I think that people don't like that movie because of Sinbad hate. Uh-huh. He's like James Corden, where most people don't like Sinbad. I never had an issue with him. Uh, neither did I. Wearing his gold baggy pants and his... <laughs> High top fade, dyed blonde. I don't give a fuck. It looked like the fucking comedian version of Dennis Rodman. But you know what are good films, like good bad films for me? Anything with Van Damme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Here, here's one on my list of one of my very favorite bad movies of all time. And it's probably something you've never actually even watched. What's that? But I would recommend all of our listeners. <laughs> Rodney brings up Rhythm of the Night, which is the oh video that plays God, in the middle of yes. The Last Dragon. Oh. But anyway, this is a movie which I would recommend everybody watch at least once. It is a bad movie, but it is one of the most entertaining, enjoyable rides you will ever go on. And it is such a bad movie, but such a fun fucking ride to the finish line. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I've already seen it, and that almost made my list, but I was like, you know, I got some enjoyment out of it. It was, it's so much fun. Yeah. They know, they're in on the joke. They know, they're like, we're going to make a low-budget bad movie, but we're going to poke fun. Yeah, that almost. all low-budget bad movies. That almost made my hatred of movies, but I was like, no, I got some enjoyment out of it, so. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a fun ride. Yeah. It is a dumb fucking movie. But God damn, it's entertaining. Yeah. When you start seeing them hit people with a cotton candy gun and have the balloon animal dog that's yeah. chasing down people and how they shoot popcorn at people that the popcorn's alive. And it's just, oh, they God. put so much imagination into this stupid shit. Here's one that's horrible. The Master of Disguise. I kind of liked it. <laughs> turtle, turtle, turtle. But I'm a huge Dana Carvey fan. Oh my gosh. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? With its shocks, eyes rolled back in the head. <laughs> With all lifeless. <laughs> I like him and I like all his impressions. So Master of Disguise entertained me. Uh, it was really bad, but I found it entertaining. I don't know. I'm a big kid though. <laughs> I'm a big kid. So there, there's a subject I want to talk to you about. Okay. Touch phobia. Uh, what? Touch phobia. I heard you. I want to see how severe your touch phobia is. Um, touch phobia is when you have a guttural negative reaction when you're touched by somebody you don't know. If somebody leans over and says, hey, how are you doing today? And you don't know them and they put their hand on your shoulder. How does that make you feel? You start freaking the fuck out? I remember one time somebody did it. They put their arm around me. Or they shake your hand and then they put their other hand on your shoulder. I remember one time this kid put his arm around me. And I said, do you want to keep that arm? He said, yes. I said, then get it the fuck off me. 
So I'm asking you how you feel when you have a stranger making contact with you. Like, you know those See, people that they, they got to yeah. touch you when they talk to you. And it says, oh, did you read over the new thing? Or, hey, how's that going? See, that doesn't happen to me very often. I've got this wonderful thing called the bitch face. So, I mean, granted, the Botox has kind of taken a lot of that away. I can't make certain faces anymore, like get the fuck away from me face. I can't make it anymore. But for the most part, I don't look very approachable. And, and everybody knows at least one person in their life that they've run into that are touchers. Yeah. They got to touch you all the mm -hmm. fucking time. And here's the thing. It was a video about touch phobia, mm -hmm. about people who uh, feel uncomfortable when that happens. And I'm thinking to myself, I think that's everybody. I think here's the rules. Don't fucking physically touch someone you don't know or have a relationship with. If they are your friend, fucking touch them as much as you want. Yeah. If you know them, if you're old acquaintances, fucking touch them. If you have never met them in your fucking life and you're saying hello to them or talking to them for the first time, don't fucking touch them. Handshake, fine. Don't fucking touch your shoulder. Don't do fucking touch them. Nobody likes it. I think it's weird when somebody you work with and you don't really know outside the work relationship comes over and starts like rubbing your shoulders. Uh, uh, Nina is just talking about that yeah. in chat. It's like, what the fuck? And, and I got these, a massager for that. Thanks. And these motherfucking touchy people don't realize you will literally make every human being uncomfortable when you touch them, if they do not know you, yeah, no matter who you are, and they're like, it's a special phobia. No, it's not. I think it's something everybody feels. You know, that's the only good thing about COVID. You fucking keep your hands to yourself. Don't touch me. And I, if you've ever seen me at events or whatever, I avoid even shaking hands. I don't shake hands with people either. If they come up and say, hey, how's it going? I will verbally say hi to them. Yeah. I don't need to shake their hand to introduce or present myself. I yeah. can, I have a mouth. I can speak. I don't need to shake your fucking hand. Yeah. Now, if I see Rodney at the club, I run over and give him a big yeah. hug all the time. That's totally different. Yeah. Because I know Rodney and I feel comfortable with Rodney. Yeah. If Rodney came over and put his hand on my shoulder, I'd probably put my hand right back around him. Um, I wouldn't feel uncomfortable at all. It, it, or, you know, or honey or whatever. Of course not honey because, you know, I've, I've had sex with her. So, yeah. So I don't feel uh, unusual about honey touching me because she's touched my dick. She's, she's drank my breast to smell milk. Honey has, Gross. A, uh, she has a thing for that. She has a breast milk fetish. So last shoot weekend, the only thing that uh, me and Raven actually did uh, that would be considered sexual that we did scenes, because her and Carmen did all the work, really, is we sat in the hot tub and Honey fucking went, at, went to town on our titties because okay. she likes breast milk. All right. I, I think she has mommy issues. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I've never been in a position where just, uh, well, that's not true. I have been. Uh, and this was a long time ago when I was a very different person. There was a guy who put his hand on my leg. I remember that. Yeah. You were a different person back I then. I was a very different person. You were person very mousy. Very meek. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I, I know another movie that's so horrible, but so goddamn good. What? Lone Wolf McQuaid. I don't think I've ever <gasps> seen that. And see, there's this one where I've seen like, uh, it's, I forgot what it, the, the name of it was. I think it's called like Wolf Cop. <laughs> wolf Cop. Yeah, yeah, I know Wolf Cop. Yeah, and okay. um, I watched it. Yeah. yeah, I watched it. And I w- that almost made my list of bad movies, but I was like, no, I got some entertainment yeah, out of it. Yeah, they knew it was stupid. Because it was, it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, and they knew they were being <laughs> stupid. But Lone Wolf McQuaid's trying to be serious the whole time. It's Chuck Norris. This is where they got to- a Texas a Walker, Texas yeah. Ranger. He plays a Texas Ranger named Lone Wolf McQuaid, and he drives a big Ram Charger. And then his enemy is David Carradine, which drives a Mercedes with a license plate that says Car Ati. Karate, okay. Yeah, but it says Car mm-hmm. Dash Ati. So, and he's an evil martial arts master, right? And he has to show down with Lone Wolf McQuaid, the Texas Ranger that can kick. <laughs> and somewhere in there, they have this henchman that looks like Mister Rourke from Fantasy Island with a hook hand. Oh my! God. It's just so bad. It is everything that you would say. God damn, that's bad. It's bad, but it works. It works, and you're watching it, and you're like, Go, Lone Wolf! Kick David Carradine's yeah, ass. Ne- never seen it. It's great. Lone Wolf McQuaid's great. It was so good that they spawned Walker, Texas and Ranger. And see, like, there's really bad movies that I enjoy. Like Major Pain. Oh, I love me some Major I Pain. I know, right? Love now, that movie. Why are you going to pay for this blood on my lip? Oh, don't everybody volunteer all at once. That was a good impression. Oh, thank you. All right. So the queen dies. Yep. Who gives a shit? No, I'm okay. Let me explain my position on this. <laughs> Let me explain the queen dying, not giving a shit position. And it's not an American position. Okay. For all of you European listeners out there that love your queen. Let me tell you why I don't give a fucking shit. Okay. There's a good reason. I'm not being evil. This is a woman who was born into privilege, has been one of the wealthiest human beings her entire life for almost a hundred years. She has lived in opulence, having the greatest life anybody could have and got to have it a hundred years. 70. No, she was 90 something when she died. Oh yeah, but I mean, she She was born into royalty. Yeah. She was always opulently wealthy. Uh, Her whole life, all she knew was palaces and luxury and fucking money coming out her ass. Yeah, she's white. But (laughs) she lived the rock star life from birth for a hundred years. Who who mourns that? Who fucking can mourn that? So you lived the greatest life that's possible to live for a hundred fucking years? Is it really great with all the rules you have to follow? Oh, come on now. She's a fucking queen. She's got to follow those rules in, I mean, in, in I'm public. Just, but I'm just wondering. You, you know she can do whatever the fuck she wants. Who's going to say shit? I just, I just think that... Why, how do you mourn somebody that had the greatest life ever for 100 years? Yeah. What are you mourning? I mean, my grandma died. She was 96 and 97 as well. And, and you know... I was sad that she wasn't around, but she had such a long life. Like Betty White. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm sad that Betty White's no longer with us, but everything has to come to an end. But at the same time, you can't really mourn her. What are you mourning? She had a fucking amazing life and lived it for so goddamn long. Who gets that amazing of a life for that long? That is nothing to mourn. Yeah. She, she lived a fucking incredible life for a very long time and stayed mentally and physically healthy to the end Yep, and was able to enjoy her life. So it, did Queen Elizabeth. You know, it, it's, it's kind of like I say about our dogs. You know, I think Tig went out the way that every dog should go out. She wasn't sick. She, she didn't have a sick day in her life. She just wants... You know, she just died. She just died. She had a heart attack. Yep. So a heart attack and just passed. Um, so there's something that's pissing me off. Oh, God. That's the Little Mermaid trailer. The live action Little Mermaid trailer. Fuck live action. You know what? I got pissed when I saw Beauty and the Beast, but then I got really pissed when they're like, oh, here comes the live action Lion King. How the fuck are you going to pull that off? <laughs> live action, non-live action, yeah. CGI. But here's what pisses me off, that they made Ariel black. And not for a racist reason that I'm pissed. Let me explain my position on that as well. Okay. It's an obvious attempt by Disney to try and make their property more diverse to an audience, and they changed the fundamental character to a black girl now as a black mermaid. And, that, and it's just obviously done for diversity. And I'll tell you why I'm not okay with it. Because Disney has a property that they could make live action that stars a black princess, their first black princess called The Princess and the Frog. Never seen it. It was a Disney movie. Mm -hmm. It got a lot of press because it was the very first black Disney princess. It was called The Princess and the Frog. And it's about a black princess, a, a black character. They don't put a coat of paint and give you your hand-me-downs. Yeah. To me, it's like, oh, you want to throw black people a bone? You want to give them your hand-me-downs by putting a coat of paint on a white bitch and say now it's a black girl? No. Why don't you take a story that you guys wrote, made a movie out of, made a bunch of money from the press conferences saying this was the first black Disney princess and make that live action, mm-hmm. make a story about a black person, not about a white person that you painted black. Make a story about a black person, not about a white person you painted black. Make the story about a black person. The princess and the frog is about a black princess with black culture. And all they did was they fucking painted a white person black. They did fucking live action blackface. That is a white character. They just hand me down to a fucking black person. Say, oh, now is you can enjoy it too. You had a black princess. You chose not to make the live action about the black princess because you felt that people liked the Little Mermaid more because it's not about black people. But you still put a black person in it. Yeah. As the main character. Now, here's the problem. Now that movie is going to bomb. I guarantee it. And everybody will think it's because of racism. It bombed because people don't want to see Ariel being a black person. No, this is what it's about. It's about the black people are tired of getting your whitewashed bullshit. White characters with, in blackface. It's disrespectful. Stop putting your white fucking characters in blackface to get a black audience. Why don't you do some fucking stories about black characters? Yeah. 
And, you know, it pisses but, me and, off and, that they had the property and didn't do it. here's the thing also, like, okay, so Disney made a movie about Hispanic culture, you know, uh, Dia de los Muertos, and it's called Coco. I don't think that it gets <clears throat> as much representation as, you know. Ne- obviously, neither did The Princess of yeah. Fowl. You've never watched it. Yeah. But... The thing is, maybe diversity, uh, films about diversity characters don't perform as well. Uh, But at the same time, I don't see how people can't see that making Ariel black is literally live action blackface. Yeah. You are taking a white character and you're putting a black paint job on them. And to me, that's so fucking disrespectful. You own a black property. You have a black princess. You made a shit bunch of money on the publicity of having Disney's first black princess. Then you forgot about her conveniently. Well, and somebody and had you just told decided me, to turn Ariel black instead. Somebody had told me that they did a live performance of um, the Little Mermaid, and they're like, Queen Latifah was in it. They're like, what? And they're like, John Stamos was in it. Like, who the fuck would John Stamos play? Because he's too old to play the fucking prince. That would be really creepy. Did Queen Latifah play the the evil? Yeah, she played played Ursula. Great, great, great character casting. I I can totally... See, but Ursula's not white. Ursula is really white. Yeah. She's like not human. Yeah. She's not white or black or yellow or brown. She's not human. So I don't give a fuck who plays Ursula. But don't get fucking... Uh, what what's that uh, black guy that's uh, good looking and so popular right now? Uh, he's big action star now. He's an older man. Um, I know who you're talking voted about. most sexy man recently. Yeah, Idris Elba. Yeah, don't get Idris Elba to be the fucking uh, King Neptune. Is all I'm fucking saying. That's disrespectful. That is literally live action blackface. People, yeah. you. You have a property. It's called Princess and Frog about a black princess. You fucking had all these news uh, organization going off about how diverse you have become because you have the first Disney black princess. And then you just mysteriously forget you have that and say, you know, what's a better idea? Let's put Ariel in blackface. Why? Why wouldn't you do the black princess one? I I know. Right. If that's really the direction they want to go. If that's a statement they want to say that we want to make entertainment that appeals to black people and give them representation, why would they blackface a white character? And I mean, that would be coming a long way if they had done that alive. But you know what? I think that they're trying to score money on their most popular films. It's just, I fucking hate Disney at this point. Disney is such whores. Because, you know, you, you hear... You hear all about Cinderella. I mean, when was the last time you heard about Sleeping Beauty? Fuck. <laughs> That's not cool. It's true, though. No, I mean, the property. That's not cool. So, no, it's not going to appeal to a, a wide audience. <clears throat> but I, I, what, what are, okay, maybe, maybe I'm off base about thinking that I don't like Ariel because she's black now. And I've given my reasons and it's not race based. I think it's disrespectful to black people. What are your feelings on it? I mean, I can totally understand. I, I get it. Um, okay. Here's what I was talking about. Hold on one second. I mean, when they have an actual 
known property that was a Disney animated movie about a black woman, it, it, a black princess. It's sad. It's sad when you think about it. I just think that it, it is blackface. I think it's very disrespectful to repaint a white character as a black person. Yeah. I think it's, it's a combination of blackface and hand-me-downs. Yes. And so this is the original Cinderella dress. I'll be damned, it's white. I never remember it as white. I remember it as blue. This is the remastered. I Yeah, because I always remembered it as blue. So they changed shit throughout the history, and I think that this is why they feel like it's okay. Oh, well, we changed the dress from white to blue. Everybody seemed okay with it. But changing a person's color is completely different. And, and like Mulan was a fucking train wreck. I've never watched it. I don't the, think the I original ever will. Mulan was great. The cartoon one, yeah. And I still can't believe it was what's his name singing. What's his name? Uh, the guy who was a peacock. Oh, um, Don Don Donny uh, Osmond. Yeah, yeah. I I still can't believe he's the one who was that awesome voice in that. You know, because he he just seems like such a dweeble. He does. But Until you, the mass Singer. Yeah, you saw him fucking rock that shit yeah. on the mass Singer. You're like, this guy can dance. He can fucking rock. He can fucking rap. He can do mm-hmm. everything. This guy's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. And then he pulls off the head and you see his Donny Osmond going, what? <laughs> this, this we guy thought you biggest, were NPH, motherfucker. Yeah, this guy is the whitest fucking dweeble that ever lived, but he can fucking rock like nobody's fucking business. And he's like in his 60s and he still can fucking rock. Yeah. And he did that during the day and would go back to Las Vegas and do a night show. So I, I wanted to bring this up real quick since we're running out of time because it won't take long. Apple unveiled this new lineup. Yeah, I got an email about the... Okay, let me tell you what has changed basically because it, it doesn't take much time. They're, they're, they're going to want you to spend another $1,000 on a, a fucking new phone. Here's what you're going to get. You're going to get a little bit extra battery life. <laughs> Oh, by the way, your face, uh, front-facing camera on your phone will now autofocus. Was that ever a problem for you? No. I take selfies all the fucking time. It's my job. Never had a problem with it. But now it autofocuses. Mm. And guess what? It has higher resolution in screen. Did, did you notice a problem? No. When you watch videos on your phone, did you no. go, it's so grainy. I mean, are you going to notice? Are Apple, you going to be able to see the difference? Apple, come to me when you fix the fucking cameras on your computers, please. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now they're little uh, iPod earbuds. Mm-hmm. They have an alert on the box where you can find them. And they have better noise canceling. I mean, that that is kind of cool. Because no, I'll tell you why it's not cool. Because anybody who uses those horrible fucking earbuds is a moron. <laughs> I mean, I lost mine, so. Yeah, they fall out. <laughs> They, they are not, I mean, you get those little suction cup yeah. rubber ones. They'll fucking stay in your ear all day long. Yeah. You, these things basically barely hang in your ear mm-hmm. and they'll fall out. Well, f- and, and let me, let me explain further how much they suck. I use them to go to the gym. Any tiny bit of sweat you get will automatically make them stop working. Seriously? Yeah. Really? Yes. You, you sweat on them, they stop working? Yes. 
do you, do you produce a lot of your sweat? It was for my face, and it was it was coming oh, down. That, that's some yeah, fucking bullshit. Yeah, so I would not use them for well, working out at all. Well, here's what I was thinking. I mean, you you see all those commercials of people wearing them while they're running on the treadmill. Yeah. I'm like, how do you keep them in your fucking head when you're doing all that activity? Yeah. Because you fucking shake your head, they'll fly out. Well, I was outside doing yard work and one fell out. I yeah. don't know where it fucking ended and, up. And they're, and they're like, you can only buy them as a set. They're like 150 bucks and they're so easy to fucking fall well, out of your you head. you can replace it because I had to replace one. Uh, it was still under warranty and they replaced it. But to replace one, it's like 70 fucking dollars. What's the point? For one earbud. Yeah, for one earbud. <sighs> Apple, you fucking suck. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, have we reached the end of technological achievement? Because literally they put out nothing new. Nothing. Oh, the iPhones have gotten ridiculous. The iWatches have gotten huge. Have they? Huge. Well, you They're know. They're almost the size of a fucking phone on your wrist now. When we switched back. But they call 911 if you get in a car accident automatically now. But so does my car. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, when we switched back to AT&T, they offered me an Apple Watch. My, oh, they're enormous now. I said, no, I already have two. Why yeah. would I want another one? They're, they're like this big now. Oh, and now you have to have a plan on your watch. Of course. Yeah. All right, people. Well, we've come to what? The end of the road, right? Yep. And next week we'll be on the air with Raven. Yep. Raven be able to participate next show. She won't be on vacation anymore. She's got to get her ass back to work. <laughs> Fucking whoops, whoops. Yep. Get back to work. Get back in the production booth. Whoops. Anyway, people, we love you. We hope we entertained you. We hope we maybe brought up some things that made you think and made you go down nostalgia lane with our fucking video reviews, yes. our, our movie reviews. Anyway, this. See you next week, guys. Peace. Bye. Hi, guys. I have some fun on there. Anyway, I'm going to suck your fucking dick.